0: hey welcome to the worship launch podcast my name is zach dietz and it is our goal here at worship launch to equip worship leaders to build healthier teams so i pray that this episode encourages you and your team enjoy my name is zach dietz today i am joined by andrew laden he's a good friend of mine and uh we're going to be discussing the difference between a worship leader And a worship pastor Uh, and before we get going man if you're not subscribed to this channel go subscribe hit the little bell button so you stay notified every time we release a new video and also comment in the comment section below and let us know what topics you want us to cover Uh, but Andrew let's let's dive in I kind of want to kind of set the stage a little bit uh, by opening with a passage of Scripture uh, in 1st Timothy 3 1 through 7 Um, it it talks about the characteristics of a pastor. And so it's not a job description of a pastor. It's just the characteristics. So I just want to read it real quick. It says, This saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be an overseer, he desires a noble work. An overseer, therefore, must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, self-controlled, sensible, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not an excessive drinker, not a bully but gentle, not quarrelsome, not greedy. He must manage his own household competently and have his children under control with all dignity. If anyone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of God's church? He must not be a new convert or he he might become conceited and incur the same condemnation as the devil. Furthermore, he must have a good reputation among outsiders so that he does not fall into disgrace and the devil's trap. Uh, and, and before I ask you the first question, I want to—the first, the first instruction that's given there is to be somebody above reproach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a kid, I, my parents—my m- mom would always use that phrase, mm-hmm. like, we need to be living above reproach. And I had no idea what it meant. Um, but I actually looked up that, that word, uh, in, in the Greek and it just means blameless. I mean, to be blameless. And so, uh, I want to talk just a little about that, uh, from my point of view and, and some boundaries that I've set, um, as a worship pastor. And please hear me when I'm saying this, I by no means am the perfect worship pastor. I, I, my worship team could tell you how many times I've messed up and uh, I would agree with them. So, but I do, I, I do wanna just hold on to this blameless word for just a minute because uh, one of the things that I, I've put in place here when I first came here is I don't send a text message to another girl uh, on my worship team, without including my wife in that text, and the reason I do that is because uh, I have I've had some really close friends uh, in the ministry that have lost their ministry uh, due to uh, close uh, relationships with women on their team, and it's it's turned into something else and. Uh, and they've lost their ministry over it. And so, one of the things my wife and I discussed uh, when we came here is that, man, we want to be intentional with my own marriage. Uh, and so, uh, and so to me, that's that's part of living above reproach. Because I don't, you know, I want when people see me, I want them to not have any reason or cause for blame. And so. Uh, and I know that's just a small thing, and and I would hope my worship team uh, would say that I'm above reproach, but um, but I just wanted to set that stage a little bit as we dive into this discussion. Haven't even let you have a word yet, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but I do want to ask you, what would you say is the difference between a worship leader and a worship pastor?
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, thank you uh, for having me, and uh, excited to be here, and... That's a great question. I think when we scripturally peel back what it means uh, to lead worship, I think we see scripturally where there's a standard that's set uh, to be above reproach, and and I know that that specifically is for what scripture would call an overseer, um, and that's where I would maybe parallel to as a worship leader. I think a lot of us would pretty immediately jump to, well, my worship pastor. And then there are my worship leaders, people who are on the team, volunteers. Uh, And so realistically, I think that we've taken the concept of leadership and pastoring, um, and and we've separated them pretty distinctly um, in a a harmless way. But I think that we have to return back to the place that leadership demands the kind of shepherd's heart and the kind of qualification that we see in scripture um, that says, if you are going to be pastoring, or let's extend that to say, if you're gonna be leading people in worship, Um, The early church did not have the the same American church hierarchy of like, well, that's the pastor and those are the volunteer disciples, you know? Um, And so I think realistically, uh, for all intents and purposes— I think from, from the perspective of what does it mean to get on stage and instrument and hand lead people, I think leadership and pastoring should be included in the same thought. Mm-hmm. I think that being a worship leader, um, while you're not the pastor over that ministry, um, I think you as a worship pastor have uh, above and beyond an opportunity and a role to pastor the people who are pastoring the people. Um, and so that would be a pretty distinct uh, difference, but just very simply put. Everybody who leads worship should consider themselves an extension as a worship pastor mm-hmm. uh, in some way, shape, or form. And so, while there may be differences, sure, in how we uh, relate to people and how you know this is your actual job, I'm not getting paid to lead worship right. with you. Um, but so while I see you as a worship pastor over the Evergreen worship team, I recognize as a worship leader of Evergreen, um, my my job. While it is to lead worship, it's to reflect the same pastoral extension that you have for the team into the congregation as well. Um, so, yeah, there are differences. Uh, realistically, I think we should we should all do a good job of making sure that um, we're not just taking the difference between leadership and pastoring um, and, and separating ourselves and saying, "Well, I'm not the pastor." I think we should all hold ourselves to the yeah. highest standard of what it means to be that pastor. Absolutely,
0: and I, you know, as as I was reading that passage, you know, I'm thinking there should be this same, these same characteristics should be found in the worship leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just the pastors that that need to hold these characteristics with value. But hopefully if, if your shepherd or your worship pastor is living these out, um, hopefully that is... That's, that's carried on into the worship mm-hmm. leadership and I, I completely agree with you that that worship leaders should be an extension of, of really the pastor's goal is to carry the vision of the team mm-hmm. and and but the worship leaders are right there with them mm-hmm. and so um, I, I want to talk about this a little bit because you you've been in a pastor role. For a long time and you recently this was your home church mm-hmm. evergreen uh and you've recently come back mm-hmm. and and god's got you in a season of of um being in that worship leadership role yeah. and as not a pastor and i know that's hard on you like sure. we've talked that, about that a little bit sure. but but what what have you been learning from that as god's kind <clears> of <throat> you in the season
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, It is difficult um, when you have been in in a position of authority and pastoring, um, you know, just being very honest and real, uh, the idea of coming into a position, volunteer, volunteer, to kind of position yourself on the low rung of the ladder, um, it was difficult for a long time. Uh, When we first moved back to Tulsa, um, it was a chain of events we would have never written for ourselves. Um, And in the process, I think God was sowing the seeds of, uh, I want you to just go serve my church. Mm And I said, great, I'll pastor wherever you want me to. And he said, that's not what I said. Um, and so over time, as I have um, just been praying and learning and growing and submitting to God's vision, um, I've learned just the incredible importance of humility in the role of, of a leader, a pastor. Um, and over and over again, the Lord has convicted me to say, um, if you're so caught up in in the semantics and the titles and the things that I don't care about, uh, you're going to miss the opportunity to do the real kingdom work. Um, and so in this season of not being in a pastoral role for the first time in, in many years um, and being willing to, after a long period of time and, and correction, the Lord put me in a position of being willing to serve with so much joy and just say, um, I am so glad that I just get to be a part. I, I'm really, it doesn't matter um, how people see me. Or what I am to other people as a as a large uh, people personality, mm-hmm. um, it, it's so important to me to have that relationship and that connection with people. Uh, and I would put that unfairly in in my you know insecurities of well, if I'm a leader, if I'm a pastor, if I could wear this mantle, maybe that would you know help me a lot more. And as God has taken that away and put me just into this role of being a volunteer leader, I, I think. The thing that I've learned and so many of us learn in these hard seasons, and I'm sure there's so many viewers that can empathize with this moment, that um, there is so much joy that comes when you receive the humility that is in God's heart um, Mm -hmm. that doesn't focus on the wrong things, but focuses on the right things. And so for me, to answer the question... um, it took a lot of time for me to just get my heart and my focus back on where it needs to be as a worship leader, which is the presence of God and mm-hmm. and not to get caught up in my own insecurities or my own frustrations or uh, my own story that didn't go the way I expected it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in that process, I think humility um, and returning, you know, as cliche as it might sound, to the heart of worship, you know, yeah. uh, to the place where I really just want God's presence. I really just want God's yeah. heart. And the fact that I get to play a small part in a church for other people to experience God with me. What a blessing, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. And I, when I think about you, um, I, so I remember back when I was living in Lubbock, Texas, and, um, I was a volunteer at a church. I wasn't, uh, a worship pastor. I was, I was just running sound at a church mm. and I loved it. Uh, but, uh, when I look back at that time period, and I've I've talked with you about this, but when I look back at that time period, what I wish I could go back and do is my my worship pastor there, his name was Jim, and I wish I could go back to Jim and just say, Hey, listen, I want to serve to the best of my ability here, like um, because I think I was kind of in this in this weird thing of like, okay. I want to be a worship pastor. Like mm-hmm. I, I, feel like I should be doing this, and but that was selfish ambition for me. Mm-hmm. And but I wish I could go back, at to Jim and say, dude, okay, I'm here for you. Whatever you need, uh, and there has to be some boundaries mm-hmm. there. I mean, you you've got <clears> to <throat> you've got to establish boundaries to say, listen, I've also got to protect my time with family. But 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 I want to serve to the best of my ability mm-hmm. where I can serve. And I, I've seen that in you since you've been here mm-hmm. and um, just unselfishly serving and, and your wife as well and um, just inc- incredible worship leaders. But I've also, it's it's interesting that you mentioned at the first of this video about, about worship leaders and worship pastors kind of serving in the same role because mm-hmm. I... Like I see you as a pastor still, and I, there are there are several people on our team that I see as shepherds of our worship team because you're still uh, investing in the people around you, you know. And so, um, and I've just been blessed uh, to have you and your wife here, and 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 all the other people that serve on our team. But
1: and I appreciate that a lot. It's it's kind. And just another thought too, as far as um, just that difference between leadership and pastoring, and and what it means when you aren't that pastor. You know, I think there's a, a pastor in California that I love that that uh, mentioned this. In an analogy of a Thanksgiving meal. And he said, This is such a great picture of the church, of of the community of God um, that, you know, in a consumer mindset in America, we want it, you know, delivered to us and and we expect it to be great. A Thanksgiving meal is we all get in the kitchen and we collaborate together and we produce this meal. And he said, What an amazing picture of the servants of God coming together in like-mindedness. And there's a comment that he made in that that really struck me, and he said, At no point, he's like, I peel potatoes, that's my job. That's what I do every year. But he said, at no point am I itching to say, uh, you know, one of these days, I'm going to be the turkey carver. Like, like there's this pinnacle of if I could just get to this point, then I'll have the significance I want because everyone is going to experience the best part of the meal because of me. And I, and I think that, that that parallels so well uh, with this mentality of if if we're focused so much in a leadership role of what's the next thing, when am I going to get to pastor, we miss out on the entire experience of pastoring with what God has given us. And I, I think of scripture when God says, steward what you have. He's not looking at the title or the the size he's he's looking at the faithfulness and the obedience to say will you take what i've given you as a leader as a volunteer and i don't want to you know i don't want to discourage People who are legitimately called to leadership and know later in my life, I know I'm probably going to pastor. That's very real, and I affirm that calling in in people's lives, um, but not at the cost of stewardship and leadership. Like you were saying, Uh, I I don't want to look back at this season and say, did I miss out on what God had for me? Because I was so focused on being a pastor that I missed Mm -hmm. the opportunity to be obedient.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, So do you feel... Uh, like it's easier today for worship pastors, um, speaking specifically of worship pastors, to get their roles reversed a little bit. Like, uh, And what mm. I mean by that is it seems like we have a lot of guys today who just want to show up on Sunday uh, and not have really a job description, mm. yeah. uh, but but really just <laughs> show up, do the music, lead the people, and then come back next week. Yeah. Like, do, yeah. do you feel like it's easier to fall into that trap today? Um, and if so, why? Why do you think that? For is?
1: sure. Absolutely, it is. Um, I, I think our culture, the American culture, uh, music is. Uh, unbelievable today than what it was even a, you know 50 years ago much more a plus. and if you look at the the history of the church worship has always been important uh, music has been important as well and and you know we see in Psalms so much of you know the harp and the lyre and the the horns and the cymbals and and there's so much that music has had an important uh, important aspect and and uh, only recently do I feel like with just our celebration of music culture you mm-hmm. um, music, television, music, everything, you know, have we really put a heavy impact on the music itself, uh, which it's a blessing and a curse. I think that, you know, as we, it goes back to stewardship, as we steward, uh, our music, it, it creates opportunity for incredible things, incredible excellence that I believe gives honor to God, you know, uh, and, and <laughs> I think of someone who, you know, is playing guitar. Maybe they've played for uh, you know a couple weeks and they've learned a couple chords. God finds their worship so pleasing. You know what I mean. Um, and the reality is, we we want to worship. Uh, with that same heartbeat, but there's something really incredible about, you know, a, a worship team that is, I, I, I hesitate to use the word manicured, but, um, that is excellent. Um, that is practice and shown up. Um, there's a large team and you've got a great guy in the back mixing it. All of these things really can be used to enhance and enrich our experience. But the caveat really becomes, what are we worshiping? And it was similar to what, you know, the, the quote from a book we, we mentioned before we even started recording today of, um, if we associate music with the power and the presence of God, um, we actually do ourselves a dangerous disservice of making way too much of music what it really shouldn't be at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's the danger that worship pastors can fall into because worship music is almost a subculture now. You know, how many times have we, you know, sent videos to friends and been like, just be ready. Like this song's going to wreck you. You know, like I can't wait to show you the new release from X, Y, or Z, you know, so we, we love worship music, and it, it has become its own unique genre. Now we have worship music stations that we listen to, Spotify playlists so much. Yeah. Um, and so really we, we run the risk if we're not cautious of making even the music about God an idol to God himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't I, I don't think that that's ever been a, a worship pastor's intention, um, but it, it really boils down to there there is a separation uh, between Music, which is a medium, uh, and your calling as a pastor, which uses music. Like I've always said, I'm I'm ne- I'm not that great of a guitarist. And people go, Oh no, but you're great. I'm like, I know how to play chords. Like that's not real musicianship, you know? Because guitar for me and and piano is it's it's really just the medium that I can use to to set the backdrop for what I really want to do, which is lead people, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think the the big difference between worship pastoring and leading um, that could be negative if worship pastors get on the wrong train. Um, they will worship the music to the point where uh, we really forget the importance of the pastoral position, which, like you've said, is to shepherd the people. Um, and I love this is this is something I've learned and seen from you where, uh, you know, on a Sunday morning, you have no problem like kind of slowing down and letting the music die and just saying let's just talk for a second you know uh, where a lot of people would would say well we got to perfect that transition we got to we got to layer these things and make sure we're going seamlessly to the next song i love your heart that says Before we even touch a note, can we talk for a minute, you know, and and I love that because and the people respond because it it really becomes this sacred moment where they're listening to their worship pastor, not their worship leader say, here's the next line of the song. Isn't this great to sing, which still honors God. um, But what you have the opportunity to do and what, you know, all the worship pastors who are listening have the opportunity to do is to not just kind of escort people into the throne room, but to disciple them into learning what it means to live a lifestyle of worship, to set our hearts and our minds in the right place. And I think the moment that we take music and we make it the, the, the extraordinary passion, there's nothing wrong with making it a passion. And I believe in excellence and I believe in professionalism and, Mm -hmm. uh, and I want it to be, you know, I want it to be a sweet sound to the Lord, but I want that to come from my heart more than it comes from my hands, Mm -hmm. you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Um, you know, I, I think, golly, there are so many, like, churches putting out incredible worship mm-hmm. music right now, and um, it's. I think it's easier. I, I like to think when, when we're doing these conversations, I like to think about brand-new worship leaders mm-hmm. coming in, like, who feel called to be a worship pastor. And so I'm thinking about those guys right now, or girls, who are – are feeling called to go into worship ministry. And I think it's so easy to look at these, these churches who are doing big things with worship music and say, man, I want to be a part of a team like that. Mm -hmm. And when really what their thought is, is like, I'd love to be on that team, Mm -hmm. but they don't think about the weight, um, that comes with, with being a shepherd. Like, and I'm thinking specifically right now, we're in a season of COVID and 2020 was rough. There were a lot of things that happened and I'm not even talking about COVID, but there were things in 2020 that were rough on our worship team, like some hard, hard things. And, you know, like, I think that's kind of where, um, you know, as a worship pastor, if if you're feeling called to worship ministry, get it out of your head that that this is just playing music Mm, yeah uh because because there's so much that goes into being a pastor and shepherding your people Mm. uh so i would just encourage new new worship leaders uh get it out of your head that that you're just gonna go join this awesome worship team and all you have to do is put (laughs) your stuff in planning center uh send out the songs and then show up on sunday Mm. like there's so much junk that happens during the week. Um, and and just be prepared to be a shepherd and be be in prayer right now as a young worship leader. Okay, God, would you help me develop in this area? and and like we said last week, find somebody who will mentor you in being a shepherd yeah. uh, because that that's where it's at as a worship pastor. So, um, man, another question I've got for you is, is what advice would you give to worship leaders as well as worship pastors uh, in embracing their roles?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think two things. Number one, to tack on to what you're saying, um, the importance of what it means to shepherd and to not uh, over-glamorize the uh, the worship leader look. I think more than ever, our culture is really good about like if we can just look the part, maybe we can act the part. And mm-hmm. so I think it's easy for a lot of for a lot of young people to like. Y- you showed up on Sunday and you've got you know the skinny jeans and the Chelsea boots, <laughs> man. You really look like you know what you're doing, right? You've got the Martin or the Taylor or whatever, uh, and, and I think that. We we spend so much time, and it really comes from a place of insecurity. That mm-hmm. if I could look it, if I could, you know, maybe just put my sho- my my feet in those shoes and walk a- walk enough space and time, eventually I'll start behaving the way I want to. Um, I, I think more than anything, my my biggest piece of advice um, is to be in a worship ministry for the purpose of serving the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the moment you unplug. Uh, and, and I don't mean to communicate to unplug from you know your call to people because that that has to be there but the moment you unplug from everything that is not just pursuing the face of God you know how, how often we say this to pastors all the time that um, whatever's done in public is going to overflow out of your personal private walk with Jesus and I think if you're getting on stage on a Sunday morning as a worship leader or pastor um, and you're wanting to just sing the songs because you love the music and and reality is you know what it is if you're there for the wrong reasons, the the remedy for whatever situation it is, you have to earnestly desire to see and seek the face of God, mm-hmm. and when that becomes a Monday through Saturday experience, Sunday mornings will look different because yeah, of it. You know. So and then the other thing I would say specifically to worship leaders is, um, I believe that honor is like currency uh, in 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 the church and in the kingdom um, that. If you are in a place, uh, I understand what it means to be in a place and in a season um, where you're not where you want to be and not out of a place of selfish ambition even. Uh, It could just be out of of a place of, I know God's called me in this direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think of Joseph who went through so much um, in his life and the test of faithfulness and stewardship and obedience was not, um, it, it wasn't just doing, getting to the end result, you know, he had an amazing end result way in the future, but he was faithful in Potiphar's house when mm-hmm. no one else was looking and the integrity ended him up in jail, uh, or landed him in jail. Um, and, and so I just think the more that if you can take this idea and then kind of back to where I was before more rabbit trails, um, <laughs> if you can, if you can get to this place of just stewarding where God has you in the leadership that he has you in, mm-hmm. um, my job, and I told this to you the first time we had a conversation, My job every single week is to get on stage and support you to the best of my ability. And I'm going to naturally, because this is part of my heart and and it wasn't always like this, the Lord taught me, uh, I'm naturally going to want to lead people um, and disciple people. And and I want it to be about leading people into the throne room and me just seeking the face of God. But most, most importantly, aside from that, as well is you know, I, I think of the story of David and Saul, that it doesn't matter if you've got a great worship pastor or a, or a hard one, God has called you to steward the season you're in by honoring your authority. And I think there will be nothing but blessing that comes when you honor your authority, good or bad. I'm thankful to have a great one, you know, but my, my first conversation Coming on to the worship team here was, what do you need and how can I do it for you? Because my heart and my goal and what I would encourage all worship leaders, um, this is coming from someone who was a pastor and who now is back on the other side of the curtain, so to speak. Um, and what I think your pastor would never really, um, and maybe they would ask for it, but maybe they just don't know how to, um, speaking as someone who was a pastor and now isn't, the, the most valuable thing that you can give your pastor is just full godly submission to their vision and to their authority. Um, and it is okay if it's not, you know, like you, and you've said it great that, you know, I may not always do the right thing or I'm not the perfect worship pastor, but that doesn't matter. My responsibility and my God given assignment is to seek his face, to lead his people. Um, and there's nothing wrong with enjoying music, but in the prob- in, in the process of all of that, um, it's to stay authentically submitted to the leadership that God has you under. So I think when you bundle all that together, you've got great success. Whether you're a pastor or a leader, and for worship pastors, it's your senior pastor, you know? Uh, yeah. Maybe they, they tell you to cut the best song in the set, and it's like, bad idea, <laughs> but hey, I'm going to submit to my leadership. Yeah. Um, so regardless, when you when you compile all of this information, it comes out to a real simple, if you want to be a great worship leader, worship pastor, lead the people, seek the face of God, honor the authority that's around you, and I promise you God's blessing will show up in your worship service in a way that it hasn't in a very long time.
0: Mm man, that's so good. Hmm, Man, that's so good. And I, I like such the part about overlooked. seeking God's mm-hmm. face during Dang, the week, man. I think is such a, an overlooked mm-hmm. thing in, in worship today. And, and I'm so grateful that, that on this worship team, I know the hearts of our people on this team. And I know how these people are seeking the heart of God. And, uh, and I get to do life with them, so I I know that their relationship with God is solid. And so, man, that is such a good word. Seek the face of God during the week, uh, and and you know honestly as as and you said this a little bit, but as a worship pastor here, my goal is we have a vision for our worship team, uh, and and our worship team knows that I've I've. Put it in front of them. Hopefully, I, I mention it enough to where it's getting engraved. Uh, but, but my vision for the worship team that God has given me uh, flows from the vision of the pastor, and so I don't. I never want to go off course for from what the vision of of the church that God has given our pastor. I don't ever want to veer off track with that. I just want to help complement that with what the worship ministry is doing. And so uh man, such a good word. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Uh I will definitely have you on again if you'll if you'll do it, you know. So <laughs> but thank you guys for joining us, man. Uh if you if you like this content, if you're enjoying it, go subscribe and uh comment. Again, comment in this comment section below cuz we want to hear from you. What what is it that y- you need to hear? Uh, what is it that you're facing? What kind of battles are you facing in your worship ministry? Let us know. We want to talk about them. So thanks for joining us. Have a great day.